Hello again, this is Royal Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 667. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. All you need to do is tell us whether you want a CD or an audio tape. The tapes and the CDs are absolutely free of charge, including the postage and handling. I've got letters, I've got music, and I've got a powerful message from the Lord for you today. But right now, let's pray. Father, anoint this service, anoint this program, open the hearts and souls of everyone in the listening audience to receive the things that you're uh, letting us know from your Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that you'll block every road of Satan, every barricade, barricade him, Lord, bind him, um, you said, whatsoever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And I bind him, Lord. Therefore, bind him as you said you would in the kingdom of heaven. Lord, that your spirit have free course in this world to where people can receive your word and accept it, that they might have immortality, eternal life, and the church be strengthened um, with the might of the Holy Spirit, which is your word which is also you. Father God, open up many doors for us, all kinds of doors, doors that we haven't even dreamed of. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray, and everyone says amen. Amen. All right, here's uh, Johnny Cash to sing for you. Run on. can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down, sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Go tell that long-tongued liar, go and tell that midnight rider, tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter, tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Tell them that God's gonna cut them down Well, my goodness gracious, let me tell you the news My head's been wet with the midnight dew I've been down on bended knee Talking to the man from Galilee He spoke to me with a voice so sweet I thought I heard the shuffle of angels sweet He called my name and my heart stood still when he said, John, go do my will Go tell that long-tongued liar Go and tell that midnight rider Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter Tell him that God's gonna cut him down Tell him that God's gonna cut him down You can run on for a long time Run on for a long time Run on for a long time Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Well, you may throw your rock, hide your hand, working in the dark against your fellow man. But as sure as God made black and white, what's done in the dark will be brought to the light. You can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. 
go tell that long-tongued liar Go and tell that midnight rider Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter Tell him that God's gonna cut you down Tell him that God's gonna cut you down Tell him that God's gonna cut you down That's right, Johnny, you tell him. Praise the Lord. That's a real good song. I recorded it myself with J.D. Sunder and the Stamps Quartet. I just love that, like, marching-type rhythm. Now, you know, the Vatican's releasing uh, some more fallacies on top of fallacies. The Bible states that God created the heavens and the earth. He said, and Adam called his wife's name Eve. Eve means the beginning, because she was the mother of all living. So they say there's extraterrestrial beings. There's no such thing. The Bible says that he, and people say, well, you're talking about all these billions of galaxies and everything, and all there is is life here on earth. That's right. That's uh, Genesis chapter 320. And Adam called his wife, his name Eve, because she was the mother of all living people. And there's no other uh, living people. In the beginning, God, in the beginning, remember that, this is the beginning of all things. God created the heaven and the earth. Well, what about all those other earths? You may call them earths, but the Lord only calls this earth. And then he says he made this, uh, before that he made the sun and the moon and all the galaxies, and there was no life on any of them. And we're spending billions of dollars to go up there and find out that the word of God is true. And uh, uh, Sue and I have been telling people for years that there's no other life on any other planet. Well, then, Tony, explain these flying saucers. Well, read the Word of God in the book of Ezekiel. It talks about the flying saucers. And Sue and I, when we were on our way to Las Vegas to get married, when God showed us that we were to be married, I told Susie, why should we have to go get married? And it's like going to Sodom and Gomorrah to asking them for a, certif- a certificate to be married. Going to Satan to say, Satan, can we please get married? And she said, well, just because the fact there's so many people that would talk. I said, in this wicked and untoward generation, you and I that have been put together by the Almighty God in the supernatural way that we were put together, that we've got to show something to this uh, wicked and untoward generation of people. But on our way there, we saw flying saucers. We, uh, She said, Tony, let's hold hands now. It was pitch dark out on the desert. And let's uh, pray, as well, while she was driving, that if there's flying saucers, for God to show them to us. And so we prayed, and I, I said, I wasn't really even praying. I was just agreeing with her. She said, oh, Father God, if there be flying saucers, show them to us. I never knew anybody that could talk to God 
that quickly and respond. Now that happens with me. God responds immediately. And I know that there's no such thing like that because the Lord has told me and told Susie. Well, because of the fact if they were aliens from another planet, why then did they answer our prayer? We were not talking to, oh, alien in some other planet somewhere. Uh, show us uh, if there is flying saucers, show them to us. We ask God, Father God, in the name of Jesus, she said, and I said, yes, Father, you know, like I really believe that it would happen. I thought I'd humor Susie and just pray along with her. And these flying saucers came right to our car. It was pitch black outside. And they'd come two and three at a time and then four and then two and then one and then three. And I said, stop the car. I got down, uh, tried to get under the dash because they were coming so close to the windshield that uh, it was frightening. And uh, they were lit up, and they weren't that big. They were just uh, regular size, about the size of a, uh, our bedroom, but they were round. And they, you could hear the swish of them coming right close to the windows. And then they would go on, you'd see them way out in the distance, and they'd be right on you. And then... They, uh, you could look in the back window, and I did, and you'd see them disappear so fast that there isn't any device that humanity has that could even monitor how fast they're going. And if people say that they can, they're lying to you because they just go so fast. And so we're playing, uh, praying to God. God says that he made the stars and the moon and the sun and the galaxy, everything in the, uh, in heaven. And on earth, uh, he put the sun there and the moon, the sun to uh, be uh, a monarch over the day and the moon over the night. And he made the stars also. But he said that the Eve is the mother of all living human beings. And there's no humans or aliens on any other planet. These uh, flying saucers that people are seeing are vessels from heaven surveying the earth just before Jesus comes back to earth again. I, uh, like, um, it was said, uh, it says, what is man that thou art mindful of him? Yeah, you know, what are we? And the son of man that thou visitest him. That's Psalms 8, chapter 8, verse 4. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 6, Old Testament and New Testament. What is man? And what is man that God should come to the earth in the uh, living in flesh uh, as a man? He came to earth as a man. And he said that he made uh, himself, made us into image of himself. He never said that about any other uh, form of uh, life, just man. And so you people, in order for you to not uh, go crazy with these uh, crazy philosophies and this false doctrine of the Vatican, you must stick right with the word of God. What is man? Not alien that thou art mindful of him. What is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visitest him. Psalms chapter 8, verse 4. Uh, Hebrews chapter 2, verse uh, 6. 
And Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living uh, people. There's nobody else. They draw these cartoonists, draw these pictures of these weird-looking people, supposedly from some other planet. The, this is satanic people that are deceiving you. They're trying to make you think that mankind is not uh, anything and that God created Jesus and created himself. He's uh, not created. He's not a created being, but he came to earth as a man. In uh, the likeness of us with the real flesh, blood, real blood, human blood, and real human bones. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And everything else is insignificant. He put the stars in the heaven for us, for uh, signs and seasons. And for us to be able to, if you're out on uh, the ocean, to uh, guide your ship to wherever it's going. You people, Gentiles especially, you're idol worshippers, and it's easy for Satan to fill your mind with all sorts of evil things. But don't believe this uh, false doctrine of the Vatican. They say that Mary, you can pray to her, and you can pray to her, but she's not hearing you. She is, her body is dead. It's going to be raised from the dead on the last day. And uh, God made us in his likeness and image, not some alien's likeness and image, but us. That's why it says, what, what are we that God is mindful of us? Because he, uh, Satan, uh, destroyed a third of the angels in heaven. And now he's on earth and has destroyed most of the people here on earth with his false doctrine. And uh, the uh, cult that this false doctrine is coming from is the Vatican. That's Satan's seat. It's amazing that the Lord is operating here in the world. He said that uh, uh, our Father, which he teaches to pray, Jesus, well, our Father, say this, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Uh, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom come, not some alien's kingdom come, but thy will, Father God, be done on earth, right here on earth, not in some other planet, but here on earth as it is done in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Well, but you're supposed to say, give us some kind of soul food up in the uh, on some planet and the people up there and some idiots are actually play, praying for the aliens because they're so afraid that of these aliens that will come and kill them so that when they come into their bedroom at night, you know, you say, alien, we prayed for you. Don't kill us. There's no such thing. There's no such worry. Don't believe this false doctrine because there's no virtue of salvation in believing false doctrine. You're not to pray to Mary. Nowhere in the Bible does it ever tell you to pray to Mary. It says to pray to God through Jesus Christ who died for you and uh, in whom all righteousness is. We have to be in Christ. And we're not to, uh, not to fear man or to fear aliens or any other person but God. God said the whole duty of man is to fear God and keep his commandments. 
Don't worry about aliens. There's no such thing. These flying saucers that you are seeing are beings from heaven that are surveying the earth just before the Lord comes back to earth again. So you've got to wake up and uh, believe the gospel because there's nothing other than what the gospel says there is. And the gospel never mentions aliens. It doesn't mention anything. It mentions Eve and Adam and that she's the mother of all flesh. Uh, it says because she, Eve, was the mother of all living. Okay, so yeah, they're saying that, well, there were other people on the earth at the time of Adam and Eve. No, there wasn't. Eve was the mother of every living human being. So, I mean, how can you be so stupid? I'll tell you how. It's because you're not reading your Bible. And you don't, when you read it, you don't believe what it says. Okay, now we have some letters. Uh, who's going to, uh, Michelle, are you going to read the first one? Yes. And the second one, too? Yes. All right. Go ahead. From Roland, Oklahoma. All right. Dear Pastor Lamo, blessed be God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, now and forevermore. I thank and praise the Lord for his abundant mercy that he has bestowed upon me. God has used you in a strong and mighty way through your messages and through his spirit, which works mightily in you, his messenger and spirit-filled prophet, to deliver one right after the other message of deliverance, repentance, mercy, and the fear of the Lord. I wanted to thank you, Pastor Lamo, for allowing me to come to services and join in the fellowship of true born-again Christians. It was cool waters to my thirsty soul when I walked through the doors of your church. To feel the Spirit of God, to see the glow of the brothers and sisters, because the Spirit of the Lord is in them. Pastor Lamo, words cannot describe my sincere thankfulness to you, because I know the Lord talks to you. Thank you, Jesus, for his mercy, and thank you, Pastor Lamo, for your dedication to God for the winning of souls. How foolish are these people who were saved and filled with the Spirit of God to turn back and then attack the work of God and betray the Spirit of the Lord that set them free. I thank you because of the powerful messages that I received. God had mercy on my dying soul to allow me to partake of his goodness, which I am far from deserving any of the Lord's goodness. But to just sit in the services and see what God has done in your ministry. You, Pastor Lamo, are the strongest man of God that ever walked the face of this earth. People in this world need to listen to your words, Pastor Lamo, for they are directly from the throne of God himself. Thank you, thank you, and again thank you. The Lord through you has changed my life, and I am ever grateful to you. May the Lord always walk with you, and I will always pray for you. God bless you and your ministry. Always and again, thank you so much. Sincerely, Frankie Perez from Roland, Oklahoma. Praise the Lord. You know, there's a passage in uh, 1 Corinthians. Um, and it talks of something that uh, in verse 16 of chapter 3, I believe it is. Yes, chapter 3, it says, to everyone that's uh, of the Lord, it says, and to all the people in the world, know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? It doesn't say, you aliens, know ye not that you aliens are the temple of God, does it? No. It says, you humans, 
Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you, not in the aliens. God doesn't dwell in aliens. He lives in people that were created, that God created in his own image and in his own likeness. So, you know, the people, you're fearing so many things that the Vatican puts in your mind, that Satan puts in your mind. He puts it in your mind to get your mind off of God. He wants your mind on Mary, who never died for your sins, uh, and she can't hear you. He wants your mind on aliens, uh, who, uh, there's no such thing. And that's for sure. You know, the word of God is true, and everything else is a liar. And the Lord actually says that the kingdom of heaven comes without observation. Well, uh, the, uh, he comes into your heart. You can't see it. But he's allowing you to see signs in the heavens and signs in the earth, just like he said he would just before he comes back to earth again. Yes, there are flying saucers, but they're not from aliens. This, uh, these are messengers from God to show you signs in the heavens and signs in the earth to show you that God keeps his word. Now, after all these thousands of years, here are those signs in the heavens and signs in the earth. I didn't believe in flying saucers. I didn't know whether it was such things, and I didn't know before I was saved and read the Bible that there weren't uh, aliens or some uh, Martians or uh, people from other planets but we went to the moon and there's no life there folks and they see no life on mars and they're not going to see if they could see every star every planet there's nothing there because god made man not for the sabbath they made sabbath for man not aliens you people you know read comic books you people are idol worshippers. That's what you are. You, you know, you believe in the Tooth Fairy, Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, Bugs Bunny, everybody. The whole gang. You believe in Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. I admit there are dwarfs. There might even be somebody by the name of Snow White, but they have nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with you. There are no Disney characters living and talking. There's no flying elephants. It's all stuff that you Gentiles believe in. No Easter Bunny. These are figments of Gentiles' imaginations. You have to become a Jew in order to be saved. You have to believe the Word of God and nothing else. You're not to be believing in Walt Disney. So many people think that Walt Disney is so good and kind. I and mean, he's... Uh, uh, he went and had himself frozen after he died, thinking that his soul is still in that frozen body of his. Uh, that's his vain imagination. But because he came up with a theme park and a few, like a mouse, and there's no talking mice. Come on, you people, wake up. God, you're so filled with nonsense. That uh, And it has nothing to do with your soul or where you're going or what you have to do with on this earth at all. 
you know, get your mind off of Pluto and Bugs Bunny and Warner Brother characters and Superman. These are all things that you imagine. Maybe some piece of kryptonite or krypton, whatever it is, will fall out of heaven and you'll eat that and you'll be able to fly too. Oh, you silly uh, jackasses. You silly jackasses. Okay, know ye not that you, not some alien, is the temple of God, and that the Holy Spirit of God dwelleth in you if you're saved. Every scripture screams out of your insanity, of foolishness, and there's even presidents of the United States that everybody thinks is so smart, and doctors, and dentists, and everything. What do they know? They know something that you could learn but they don't know God. And many people try to learn God, but you have to have a born-again experience with the Lord. You have to be born again of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God has to come into you because God wants to live in you. He wants you to be the temple wherein he lives. But so um, the most of the people on the planet today are allowing Satan to live in uh, your Satan's temple because you believe in the foolishness of the devil. Satan's seat is the Vatican. It's uh, in the city of the seven hills or mountains. And that's what you believe because you're a Gentile. And some of you Jews out there more than likely believe in such foolishness. Because you've been trained. The first thing that you want to do is go to Disneyland in Disney World. You want to believe that this dummy... Uh, Pinocchio uh, is uh, can come to life because some of uh, this Geppetto, this uh, carver of images, uh, said to the star, "I wish I may, I wish I might. Oh, let my little boy be a real boy." <laughs> you people are exasperating. No such thing has happened. The only one that ever made it as something a uh, a dummy was God, and then he blew the breath of life into him. He didn't wish upon a star because he created the stars. And the stars have no virtue of creating anything. And he put the seed in every human being so that they could reproduce. He didn't make Adam and Steve. He made Adam and Eve. Okay? And he's not, uh, you know, the people in California, uh, the land of the fruits and the nuts, and the dum-dums in the governor's office, but I can't go against the court's decision. If uh, Schwarzenegger was a uh, Christian, he'd say, I can't buy that. I can't go along with the court's decision. Not the secular court's decision. I have to go along with God's decision because he's the high in the Supreme Court. My, 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 silly silly jackasses who are selling your soul because you're too lazy to pick up the Bible. It's so cutesy to see a flying elephant and to see these people marching through the woods to the mines, the diamond mines, and for Snow White to be home cleaning the house and baking cookies. Isn't that sweet? And Hansel and Gretel going through the woods and being pushed into the ovens and 
Oh, to see the little bluebirds and zippity doo and and what's up, duck, and all the porky pig. And all. Oh, you Gentiles are so swift. You're so utterly intelligent with your stupidity. Do we have another letter? Yes. Where's it from? From Aquino, Brazil. Okay. Um, let's hear what they have to say. This is translated from Spanish. Pastor Lamo, thank you for sending me your literature all the way here in Anderson Costa in Aquino, Brazil. Right. I never sent him any Bugs Bunny comic strips, nor did I instruct them to pray to Mary, because that's a horrible sin. It's sin. That's disobedient to God, and it enrages God. And he's now pouring out his wrath on this earth. And you people are still not knowing where it comes from when the Bible clearly states that it's from heaven. It's from God. His will is being done on earth now as it is in heaven. And he's pouring out his wrath on these third of the angels in the kingdom of heaven that are living inside of you imps and Jack Van Impey, who said that he brags about being a Catholic, he brags about being a believer in the Antichrist. Okay, then what? Your literature is being given to thousands. Signed, Navarone Timberlake from Aquino, Brazil. And you can tell it, too. We're getting a lot of mail from all over the world. And it's good mail. It's the best mail I've ever seen in my life. All right, so let's go to verse 16 again in the third chapter of the book of first corinthians paul's letter to the first corinthians so you not verse 16 that you not aliens are the temple of god oh that's so simple to believe but you have to believe the simplicity of the gospel and god's choice of uh, flesh has always astounded these professors of stupidity uh, and the idiots of the world. Uh, people couldn't receive John the Baptist. I mean, he was like uh, a wild man. He didn't even comb his hair or brush his teeth. But he would scrape his teeth with locust grasshoppers, and he'd eat them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then he'd wash it down with some wild honey. But nevertheless, he was one of the many temples of God in God, in my father's mansion. In my father's mansion. In my father's mansion. And the Lord says, uh, in my, my father's house are many mansions. My father houses in many temples, in other words. The Gentiles have written a song, In my father's house from many mansions, he has gone away to build me a temple. That is what it's all about. God, we're not living in man-made temples. Uh, God is living in a temple that was not made with... Um, he's um, converted us into new creatures. Uh, we were born first between man and woman, and we were conceived, and then we became a fetus, so the world is just full of, full of many fetuses. But then we become converted and we become, become a temple, and we become born again. 
Uh, there's nobody that can keep the commandments uh, of the Lord unless they become born again. So we're born firstly out of our mother's wombs. And then we live lives of sin because we have the Adamic sin on our soul. And we uh, keep going along empty-headed and blind and stupid and ignorant. And then something happens. We hear a message or God comes and gives us a message like he did me in the office in Beverly Hills. And makes you believe that uh, he exists. And then fear comes upon you because you can tell when the intelligence of him comes down upon you that he knows everything that you've ever done and that you've ever uh, going to be doing. He knows if you're going to serve him or not. He knows if you're going to let him have you as his temple because he's not going to live in a temple that is sinning. That's just uh, out of the question. So uh, we're his temple. In my father's house are many mansions and my father lives in many mansions, and he's gone away to live in that bright city. He's going to prepare a mansion there for you. No, he is not. You are the mansion that he's living in. In my father's house, where my father lives, are many. Uh, there are many mansions that he lives in. Many people that he's in in this world, and he's using these people if they are sensitive to the Holy Spirit and going about doing good things in this weird world, this weird world that he is uh, doing his best in human temples, in human bodies that have been converted, where they've been born again, and now they're being born by the Holy Spirit. And they're doing the things that the Holy Spirit did in Christ, and now he's doing it in us that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. The Spirit of God has many mansions, has many houses that he dwells in. But if you start sinning, he's not going to dwell in you because you're not his temple. He couldn't be dwelling in in you if you're a sinner. He's not going to share his temple with Satan. So get that through your head. For your own good. Verse 17, if any man defile the temple of God. In other words, if you're out there sinning, him shall God destroy. Well, why are some of these people dying? Because you're supposed to be the temple of God. And in fact, you are, but you're not. You're defiling the temple, your body, which God wants to live in. And because you're doing that, God shall destroy you. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Now, if holiness, if you're professing to be holy and you're sinning, and God knows your heart, so so many people say they fantasize. We're not committing adultery, Lord. We're fantasizing that we're having sexual relations with other people. And therefore, uh, we're not really doing it with anybody. The Lord said, if you even look at a woman, and this goes for uh, women too, if you're looking at a man with lust in your heart, you're actually having sex with him. That's what the Lord says. 
if you're committing adultery in your heart, then you're actually, you might as well just be going ahead and committing adultery because you're doing it. And you want to know something else? God sees it. And you're not his temple. You're not the temple of God. Because the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. He's talking to the brothers here. Now, quote, verse 11. Let no man deceive himself. Well, I'm lusting after somebody and I'm, um, I'm deceiving God. No, you're deceiving your stupid self. Uh, let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, Oh, yeah, I'm so wise. Yes, I'm wise. Oh, boy. Let him become a fool to the general people of the world that he may be wise. Well, when we profess the Lord Jesus Christ to the general public in the world, we're fools. And even these dead Gentiles that are taking babies away from their mothers, they think they be wise. You be wise, huh? Well, uh, then we'll become a fool that we may be wise. We won't do things like that. Because uh, no matter what, man is supposed to be free. When the Lord has sent people free, they are free indeed. But you people are not free because you're taking orders from Satan who sits in the Vatican and from his government and from the media. You're believing this stuff. Who made you the judge of the people that are the temple of God, where God is living and working? So, uh... Let no man deceive himself, you fools out there. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in his, in this whole, this whole world here, and it doesn't say on other planets, does it? Mm -hmm. oh, see, you can turn the word of God just to, it always means the same thing. There's no other life on planets. So if any among you seem to be wise in this world, don't be wise according to what the world thinks wiseness is, but let him become a fool to the people of this world by preaching the gospel and that only, that he may be wise. See, the whole duty of man is to be wise and keep his commandments. Well, the Lord says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wiseness. If you don't fear God, you're not wise, boy. All you government agents that are listening to me right now, you're not wise. You're stupid. And you're fools. And you're going to hell if you don't repent. So I'm trying to be kind to you and preach this gospel of love to you because love is the keeping of God's commandments. Now, the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wiseness. As a matter of fact, it says that the fear of the Lord is is wisdom, wisdom. In this world, let him become a fool. Let him become a Christian. Because the world thinks we're fools. 
when in reality, I thought everyone in the world was a fool but me when I was, before I was a Christian. Because I made more money than they did. And I was smarter than they were. I took over the whole record industry when I was unsaved. Uh, we were the world's uh, most uh, biggest and most powerful gymnasium chain. We were the first. And then, even after I was saved, I recruited a well, opera singer into the Dunes Hotel as the star of the Casino de Paris show. And before that, I did that was the one that came up with the 20 uh, original hits on one album. I did the promotion for Sonny and Cher. I've done so many promotions and made lots of money. And then after I say that, I made all these sparkling jackets that everybody with all the movie stars were wearing. But uh, now they think so. They knew I was wise, according to the world, because I thought I was wise. Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world. Well, I did. I thought then God came down in the office in Beverly Hills and told me to stand up and tell people in the room about Jesus. And uh, after he got done with me that day, it's a long story, and I have uh, written my uh, conversion up in literature, and I've said it on tape many times. But I uh, said, whatever I'm doing, and what I'm impressing all kinds of people uh, by being uh, wise in this world, but I realized that I wasn't wise, that people that I thought were stupid and fools, uh, I saw them distributing literature on the street or doing something. They were running back and forth at some basement to place in New York while I was driving my big Cadillac. Okay, uh, I was thought of as being wise in this world, but I realized that they were wise and I was the fool. So what happens uh, without me knowing, uh, I became a fool to do what they're doing that I really might be wise. And so I would caution you folks out there, because I was where you are, uh, you know, you think you're wise and really, but really you're stupid. First uh, 19, for the wisdom of this world Get this now. For the wisdom of this world, all you people that think you be so wise, the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. And that's a very, <laughs> it's incredible, the word of God. It's so true. For it is uh, written, he taketh the wise in their own craftiness. You're not wise. You just uh, think you're crafty. But the Lord's going to take you in your own craftiness. And what a horrible thing that will be because, you know, I was living in splendor. Then when I stopped living in splendor, they started saying that I'm living in mansions and uh, living with, uh, you know, uh, very sumptuously and everything. When in reality, I don't have to be in the gospel field to be rich because I own a, uh, one of the six remaining Beatles albums that have never been released. And it's worth, I'm told, 50 to $100 million. So uh, I've left the craftiness. 
I received that album from Pete Best of the Beatles for doing his promotion for him and his new group called Best of the Beatles. So uh, you can't get me that way, you crafty people. God uh, taketh the wise. You're supposed to be wise people in your craftiness. That's what he did to me. Verse 20. And again, the Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise, that they are vain. Oh, my God, all the money I made was vain. What good would have it done for me to have the people in the record industry and in the movie industry talking about me and in the political industry and in the health studio industry saying he sure was wise. The thoughts of the that kind of wiseness is not wise at all. That they, these thoughts, the Lord knows the thoughts of those people such as myself that when we thought we were wise that they are Vain, in other words, worthless. Verse 21, therefore let no man glory in men. People used to glory in me. People came up to me and said, are you the Naz? In other words, like they thought I was Jesus. Are you the Naz? I don't even know what they're talking about. For all things are yours, to those of you that believe. Therefore let no man glory in men because when you become a born-again christian all things are yours so you can't do any better than having all things can you i never had all things i had money i had a one i had a car and i had the respect of people in the record industry in the health studio industry in the clothing industry in the promotional field all over the world, but what good was all these things? When all that, that's all I had. But now, when I'm born again, the Spirit, I have all things are mine. All things. I own everything. I'm co-owner of everything with Jesus Christ. I'm an heir and a joint heir with everything that God has. So why, why the struggle? Uh, the only struggle is, is that, it's, and it's not a struggle, we just have to preach this gospel to you people, because if I owe you the gospel, then I'll go to hell. Just like he told Ezekiel, he says, now preach the gospel, tell everybody what I'm telling you. And if you don't, their sins will be on your soul. The blood of their soul is on your hands. In other words, you'll go to hell for not preaching the gospel. So you could say, well, I don't love you. I love myself. And I love my, I'm covering my behind by preaching to you because I'll go to hell if I don't. So let no man glory in man for all things belong to me and you if you receive the Lord. Oh, presidents, you get so much respect from that homosexual child molesting leader over there in Rome. Isn't that wonderful that you're so well thought of by the devil? Uh, no, it isn't. You know, it's President Bush or, and former President Clinton and all you people are trying to be president so people can bow and scrape before you, but you still have to bow and scrape before the Pope. And I won't do that no matter what. 
I just bow and scrape before God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Verse 22, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all things, if you're a Christian, are yours. Just like everything belongs to God, everything now because you're the body of Christ, the body of God, the fullness of God, because you have joined God in doing his work, and Christ in you is doing it. So everything belongs to you because you belong to Christ, and Christ belongs to the Father. Verse 23, and ye are Christ's, and Christ is God's. Now, chapter 4. First Corinthians, let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. The mysteries of God belong to people like these people, Paul and Silas, and really of myself. I have the mysteries of God. And uh, verse uh, chapter 10 in Revelations tells us that the mystery of God is finished. You know why? Because we have radio now. And they won't, uh, you know, I was on television for 10 years, but I was just a singer on TV. Susie was the maestro at the head of the whole situation. Then she was the preacher and the teacher. Verse 2, moreover, it is required in stewardship that a man be found faithful. Oh, I have to, no matter what's going on in my life, I have to be faithful to bring these messages to you because the Lord told me for me to teach you the way of the Lord. Verse 3, but with me it is a very small thing that I should be judged of you. Like you people on television, you dead people, you fools are judging me. That's no big deal to me. Or I don't even listen. People say, oh, you know what they're saying to you on, about you on the, I don't care. I said, can't you get that through your head? I've got God. So it's a small thing that I should be judged of people, of you. Or of man's judgment. Because man's judgment is foolishness to the Lord. Yea, I judge not mine own self. I judge myself by the word of God. If I'm doing what God says, well then I'm doing good. If I wouldn't be, then I would be a fool like you people out there. Verse 4, for I know nothing by myself. I don't either. All I know is what the Lord says, and I, because I know it's true. He talks to me. He's helped me escape death on many occasions. And so there's nothing for me to know of myself because my brain is nothing. I put on the mind of Christ. Now I've got something in my head besides that smut and the idol-worshipping tooth fairy that you people have on your minds. For I know nothing by myself yet. Am I not hereby justified, but he that judges me is the Lord. 
All right, uh, my time at this point is uh, I'm not able to do any more. It's time for us to pray. Time for us to pray. And pray to who? Thank God we've got somebody to pray to. Thank God that we've got somebody that shows us what's right and wrong. But these people of the world, they want to find out from you, the unsaved, do you, what do you think we should do? What do you think we should do? They're asking everybody. None of you know what you're doing. And you won't go to the one that knows what to do. But I showed you the one to go to, so let's pray to him right now. Thank God we've got somebody to pray to. Amen? Amen. Okay, let's pray to him. Father, if you people, uh, now let's get saved, you people out there. Say to God, my Lord and my God, have mercy on my soul a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that God, that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Father God, and Holy Spirit. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says it. All who call upon you shall be saved. So I'm calling upon you, Father, and Lord Jesus. And I'm asking you to save my soul. And you said you'd save me, and I know you will. I know you hear me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my eternal soul. Now just raise your hands and praise and thank the Lord. And Sharon, tell the listening audience how they can receive a copy of this program, number 667. The program is free of charges. Let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505. Or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord. This is Royal Pastor Tony Olama saying tune in tomorrow for another straight, absolutely straight and narrow information on how to receive your salvation and to be able to get into the kingdom of heaven one day at a time. And here's Johnny Cash again to sing for you. You know, we have a personal Jesus to pray for, and this song is called Personal Jesus.
feeling unknown and you're all alone Flesh and bone by the telephone Lift up the receiver, I'll make you a believer Take second best, put me to the test Things on your chest, you need to confess I will deliver, you know I'm a forgiver Reach out and touch faith Reach out and touch faith Your own personal Jesus Someone to hear your prayers Someone who cares Your own personal Jesus Someone to hear your prayers Someone to care Feeling unknown and you're all alone Flesh and bone by the telephone Lift up the receiver, I'll make you a believer I will deliver, you know I'm a forgiver Reach out and touch faith Reach out and touch faith Reach out and touch faith Reach out and touch faith